This is the Charisma Interview Series, episode number six with Morgan Gold. And we sat down and we had a another music lovers conversation, but we got to know her a little bit. She got to talk about her newest LP, Midas, that came out at the tail end of last year in her new single, Keep It Together. But shouts out to PBR, as you will hear in the beginning of the episode. But please enjoy. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh man, we are here. Hold on, let me go crack let me go crack open a PBR and then we can officially get started. Do you think? <laughs> well, uh, do, do do you like PBR? Uh, do do you drink beer at all? I like Heineken. You know, that's a that's like one of our choices too. But PBR is like PBR is like the really cheap pissed beer that I don't mind, and you can get a thirty pack for like twenty four bucks. And see, that's what it is it's about value. Yeah, and like we were, I don't know, because like we had a we had to do a little bit more budgeting this year, so we're like, man, you know, we. Can, can't always buy the Stellas. Can't always buy the um, the Heinekens. Let's uh, let's maybe you know try like PBR Miller Lite. Well, Miller Lite's absolute shit. I don't know if you've had it. Man, bet- between Texas and college, I- I've had enough of it. Yeah, yeah. No, P- PBR was kind of PBR was kind of the like really cheap beer when I went to college. Um, somebody I saw somebody at a party make uh, pancakes. With PBR and um, that's actually pretty fire. So if you ever honestly, that that means the the, the fluffy. Ooh, ooh, right, right. It's so like I mean, it's uh, batter, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like um, it's like it's like really cheap soda bread. Ooh, wow. We got to put that in the episode, man. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna keep all this. And the thing is, like, I know I I and I tell the listeners and you know people like. You know, I do edit these, you know, to certain points, but part of what gets me interested in the artist is learning part of them as a person, not all the bullshit we see in the headlines or whatever the fuck. But right. hey, I know you made this song while you were probably drinking some PBR and some Stella, along with the mixed emotions and all the pain that you're probably feeling. That makes me feel comfortable at heart because I'm at home listening to it doing the same thing. Man. So, you know, it, it, it makes you feel at home. I was I was gonna say uh, this uh, this stream of pain is sponsored by PBR. I'm just kidding, PBR. Don't sue me, but sponsor me. Hey, you know something can be worked out. I'm sure. Oh, awesome. the, yeah, this, 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 that ain't nothing but a conversation somewhere. Ain't nothing but a conversation, just like this one. This conversation, which is on the Charisma Interview Series, and I am. Your host, Jaleo, aka Juju, and I am here with the songstress, the singer, the artist, and musician, Morgan Gold. It's been a long time coming for me. And Loki, it seems like it's been a long time coming for her because it's been the time that I've been active on Twitter as a pundit and journalist and music and having the podcast. and. She's one of the artists that came out of the woodworks, you know, everybody's on socials, everybody is promoting their music and trying to make a way and get everything heard and seen 
and she made herself visible. Now, it'd be right before her album, Midas, dropped, but she was shining gold. And I have always seen her in almost every chat, every Twitter space. I think she was in a Spotify group when I was listening. I always see her pop up, her songs pop up. She's always tweeting, she's always supporting. But most of all, she is always creating. She has been one of the artists that very few you have just singles and maybe a couple EPs. No, I was able to come in and become a fan off of a full LP, about three EPs, I believe, and a multitude of singles. And the sky is continuously still the limit with Morgan Gold. But please, Morgan, tell the people where you're from. Tell me and the world how you're feeling today off that PBR. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm only two sips into a PBR, but the sun is shining. So uh, that's always a good feeling. Um, I'm here in Chicago. Um, I've been uh, officially living in the city for about six or seven years. I grew up in Schaumburg, just outside of it. Um, born in LA, um, but I moved out of there when I was about four. So can't. Re- it, it's not really fair to say that I'm from there if I can't even remember it. Um, <laughs> but I still, I still feel, I still feel the, still feel the warm West Coast breeze going through my veins. Um, I'm feeling great though, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I've been busy, overwhelmed, um, in all of the ways that you can imagine. This. Uh, can I swear on this? Please. I would not have it any other way. I am not contractually obligated to anyone to to tell me not. So you curse and do your thing. Well, I I mean, I was going to say this year has been a bitch and a half. Um, Already? Well, in both, like, you know, oh, you're a bitch. And, oh, you're a bad bitch. Like, kind of like I said, like, you know, this year has been overwhelming in a lot of ways. It's Mm -hmm. been a bitch in a lot of ways, too. Um, but we've been growing, we've been elevating. Um, that's just, you know, it's kind of the name of the game, elevating through each new chapter, each next step. Every time, man, that's that's all we can do is grow, mature and learn from, if not mistakes, you know, just learn from the obstacles that are put in front of us. But just to give the people a, a bit of info and a bit of a bio about yourself, you know, since you, you know, moved from LA when you were four, being out of Chicago musically, how does that influence track from, you know, from your younger days to, you know, young adolescence, teenage years, and then what college to now? Um, I mean, I've been, I've been performing um, for a pretty long time, um, whether it be songwriting, choir, plays, musicals, um, I dove into the comedy scene for a bit, um, which is kind of where I was really getting my feet wet in the Chicago performing scene. Um, so it's just kind of been around me all the time. So it, it always kind of kept me interested. Um, and, you know, now, like, it, it's not even just within the realms of Chicago. I've been, thanks to social media, um, and I think just think, I just think that thanks to the, um, the independent energy that music and creatives have right now. I've been able to connect with everybody everywhere. Um, and the community in Chicago, I think is growing stronger and stronger every year. So 
definitely been active. Um, they've been keeping me inspired. And I think just wanting to stay inspired and wanting to stay performing throughout my adolescence and throughout my years um, has kept me going. Um, even in really low moments, you know, like I always kind of made sure that there was a performance to look forward to no matter what that was. And, um, I, I think, I think that, I think that's been the main thing that's kept me going is just the desire to perform, the desire to get out there. Understood. Who is an artist that you've seen live that, you know, sparked performing? I think it's safe to say that, you know, we could be at a concert or maybe even just watching a movie or a show, but we see them on stage and, you know, it could be our favorite song, but it's even more often, you don't even know who this person is, but, you know, they talk about Michael Jackson when he did that moonwalk and the world changed, right? You know, who was that artist for you? What was that moment for you? Um, I mean, oh gosh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about both like bigger artists and smaller artists. I mean, if we want to talk bigger artists, the, um, the two that probably had the biggest impact on me um, was probably the weekend. I got to see him both for the um, Starboy and the Dawn FM tour. Um, that was, I mean, like you know that 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 man is incredible when it comes to his his art and his vision and the just the overall creative direction. Um, especially with this last tour with the backup dancers and the whole, you know, city on fire. I mean, it just, it really gave you a sense of where we were in his world. Um, and I think that makes live performance extremely special and extremely memorable. Um, and I think the other, the other live act, I'd have to say in terms of just like really big shows, and I've seen a lot, like it, we could talk all day, um, but probably, um, when, whenever I would catch dead and company, which is the, um, extension of grateful dead, um, with John Mayer added, um, I'm a big, I'm a big jam band fan. Um, I love, I, I love just watching musicians bring, uh, bring music to life, you know, right in front of us. And I mean, you know, those guys are the masters at that. Um, and the deadhead community is just always a joy and a trip to be around, um both like you know just vibe wise and uh you know if you're if you're taking psychedelics anywhere you're going to take them at a dead show um, and I, and i think yeah um and in terms of smaller artists i mean i just saw um i just saw dende and chris patrick on the gang activity tour Shouts and to that, dende. Shouts to yeah, chris. yeah that was that was extremely inspirational i got to meet them both too um just you know wa watching people in real time make it on their terms um is something i love um and i think just i mean i'll be real just watching my friends um in chicago perform has had a really big impact on me um especially watching them grow and getting to see them like you know from 2021 to 2023 and i just hear how much better they've gotten and more confident they've gotten and just the 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 sheer artistry that comes out of just anybody it, it's it's incredible to watch um and, and and i'm really lucky to say that i've been inspired by my friends 
Now, do you say, you know, you being inspired by your friends and 2021 to 2023, right? But talking about Chicago, I don't know if you've seen the Genius documentary, you know, for Kanye, right? But then you look at what that era and that time was, right? It was Kanye, then it was Common, and, you know, it was a bit of that whole group. But then every so often, I feel like, obviously, Chicago, they get overcast and overshadowed by some of the bigger cities in, you know, music period, but hip-hop and R&B, right? But every so often, there's a group of people that come around and, you know, it's anywhere and it's cycles. But Chicago is just something different. It's something infectious and it's something hungry. It's, I mean, for lack of term, it really is inspiring. You have, you know, Kanye and them, but then you go a little, you know, further in time, you get to Chance and Vic Mensa, Kiss These Days. Mick Jenkins, and then you go a little further than them. Smino comes around from St. Louis, and that's the cool thing about Chicago. They include people from other places, and they become assimilated in their own way, but they still have their own style. I know you don't, you wouldn't technically claim L.A., but of course, I'm sure publications would put that in your bio, right? But you were making it out of Chicago, and you know, doing your thing, and so are these other artists, and this is a, a tour cycle. But you have right after or at the same time as Chance in them, this is Drill, this is Chief Keef and all of them. And there's, right. it, there is a bigger R&B scene around that time, but nobody was escaping Drill, not even Kanye. So even from that old generation, you know, they came up and they had to show something, right? And now we have everybody making their rounds right now in music and obviously with AI and all those other things going on. It's very much changing, but to hear some of this artistry and this fellowship between musicians and being, again, fans to experience this, it's, it's beautiful to see. Right. And I think and I think, too, um, kind of going on what you said about, like, for example, Chicago and Drill, like, I've noticed that and. And maybe and maybe it, it's been around all along and I just wasn't really old enough to really see it for myself until I started getting out on the scene. But I just started noticing that um, my city especially, I mean, there's no shortage of any genre whatsoever. Like I, you know, I could I could be seeing um, I could be seeing a show of drill artists and a show of jam bands and a show of punk bands and then a show of just all R&B singers. I could, I could see all of those shows, all of them be kick-ass within the same month, let alone the same week. Literally. Um, there, there's not a shortage of talent, and there's not a shortage of variety. I think it's just about... I, I, th- I think Chicago's problem has always been that, like, you know, there's, there is the energy of, the energy of oh, we're not, we're not New York, we're not L.A., we're not Atlanta. Uh, no, we're not. We're Chicago. Um, and the only way we're going to make each other strong and make our presence known is that if we, you know, if Fall we pull together. each other. Yeah, yeah. If we pull together and help each other out and if we, beco- if we become each other's fans um and uplift each other and uh i know i noticed that really um i noticed that shift honestly after the pandemic um i noticed a lot more brands working together a lot more um like i've collaborated with a lot of brands uh such such as ghetto flower real ones uh space 333 um canvas like all out here and that those relationships are extremely valuable and 
now that I've seen the value and now that I think like more and more artists are seeing the value in that, there's more confidence because there's more, there's more of an opportunity to just meet people. Um, and relationships are the most valuable thing that you can have in this industry. And that, that is what, that is a lesson that I'm learning as I'm entering the music industry. I'm trying to be an artist manager and I guess, you know, just wear a couple of different hats, but obviously first things first is the journalism and, you know, podcasting, right? But if there's one thing I've heard almost from every artist and anybody who has anything to do, it's about relationships. As a fan, I believe I've heard this and I know I have, but there's a difference. I think I, I forgot what tweet it was and who said it, but I think plenty of people have. But, you know, people come at you and, you know, try to foster relationships under bad pretenses. It's one thing to, you know, want to be of use to someone and have a mutual, you know, thing going on. But people don't have your best interests at heart at always. It is not even out of malice, but it's more this has nothing to do with you, but more yeah. what you can do with me. And as much as the case it may be, it feels just so much better. And that bores the authenticity that as fans and just as a product and, you know, just an artistic identity, right? When people are working together and there is no, you know, outward competition, I guess you could say. There's no ulterior motives. It's coming from the heart and it's a concerted effort. It sounds so basic, but you see what it looks like when it's just thrown together or bought together but to see it again, homegrown and built up and, you know, progressed over time, that outcome and that payoff is, is never anything short of rewarding. I agree. I agree. I agree 1000%. But my question is, I am so right because we're going to talk about Midas, right? This is, is this your debut LP? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, that was... It's hard to call it my debut because um, I've, you know, I, I was dropping a lot of projects, um, mm-hmm. of course, like you know, shorter projects before. So, but definitely in terms of, yeah, album, that, that was the debut album. Because what I took away mostly, and mind you, I'm still, I'm trying to memorize. I'm in the mode of memorizing it now. Like, I already like it. I enjoy it. And, you know, all this, right? But when I get down, you said the weekend is somebody you look at live, therefore I'm sure you jive with the music, but you say that and it gave me the validation because I hear songs like Versatile and the beat along with you are just in a weird syncopation, but even before that, true to me, slowing up and slowing down and the way y'all just got in and out, like, those were the things I put the album on. And before, you know, you put it on, you know, yeah, I'm listening, but you know, what made you listen? It was those two tracks. But that to say, you stepped into the weekend sound pre pop. To make that make sense, he was very moody. He was very emotional. It was dark. It was RB and Gotham before RB and Gotham was a thing. And that's foreshadowing for anybody fucking with charisma, right? But when you listen to him and then that era, this is 2012 to about 2016, that t- that sound of R&B, this is Bryson Teller 
And this is that certain eeriness. This is those hurt hours. And Midas seems an, an extension of that. But you evolved it. And it's you. This is, again, coming out of Chicago. This is coming from Morgan Gold. But I also hear a bit of Kid Cudi. This is especially Man on the Moon, too. And yes, you know, over the years, he's gotten darker and he had his, you know, trials and tribulations. But the music reflected, you know, what he went through. Midas sounds like what you were going through with, I'm guessing, maybe your fiance, as you've revealed to us, you know, as you're a producer and engineer in-house. But going through your life again, there's something about the name Midas. I, I went into the album searching for what touch it was. And I like to believe that it was the touch of being in love or falling out of love and dealing with these things and how we are always the same and never the same at the same time. Dealing with these people, these partners, these are significant others in our lives. Someone else who tapped into this subject and this feeling is the weekend to want to have a lover or to not be able to reach them how you want to and to let them do whatever they want or vice versa and to right. deal with that pain and that that you know those emotions for you know again lack of term but please what was the scene and the visual the mindset behind Midas um well so the title of it um actually came from when we were making uh we were making big bang and one of the lyrics in the first verse um not trying to overanalyze it quietly living like midas um and as as soon as i wrote that i was like midas is the only title that i could put um because uh i you know it's true everything everything i touch turns to gold literally because it's from me um, you know what I'm saying? And I, I love I love the story uh, of uh, King Midas. You know, he got greedy and he wanted everything he touched to uh, turn to gold. And then he ended up dying of starvation because in the end, all he had was gold. Um, and uh, a big a big theme in my music, um, just because it, it's an energy that I carry with me throughout my whole career, is that I continuously try to remind myself um that fame should not be the end all be all um even though even though it's pretty much what started uh my want for a music career in the first place is because i and i and i still do say that i mean you know my whole goal with this career is to touch as many people as I possibly can with my music and with my lyrics um, and to, you know, work with the best of the best and master my craft to be among the best of the best. I mean, that's always going to be the goal. But if you let if you let the drive of fame disconnect you from uh, from your love life, from your friends, from your family, then it you know, it's going to have very lonely consequences. And that's kind of what I taught. I really touch on the loneliness, um, into the next album. Um, but with Midas, we, we ended it on a really nice note with, uh, like, like that, that was definitely, um, an ode to Skylar as being like, Hey, like, you know, out of all this, you're my home. Um, because, because, you know, it's important. I, I think, I think it's important when you, whenever you're trying to achieve something that, 
is on a very grand scale. Um, you have to think with a sort of not realistic mindset. Um, you got to be delusional. You do have you do have to be delusional, and you do have to have um, you do have to have an ego, um, but that should not uh, that that should not take you off the path of what's really important, which is the people in your life and the things in your life that bring you joy, that actually bring you happiness. Um, so yeah, that 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 was uh, that was the theme of the album that we were driving off. Man, and I feel like I I halfway missed it, but like what makes me happy is when I first, you know, just found you, you know, we got in contact, right? I can see, you know, the album cover of Midas, but then I'm looking at some of the other EPs and your tracks. I know that, you know, just as an artist, right, you that is to me a it's it's a very deep and uh somewhat a different sentiment especially when it comes to Midas, right? But, you know, when it comes to music, I'm sorry, I like, you know, analyzing and digging deep and, you know, looking for more, you know, but knowing that an artist put that intention and that attention into it, it, you know, you know, they say, once you put it out to the world, it's, it's, it's for everybody else. But I don't know, it just makes me happy, like, that you, you I don't know you created with this 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 purpose. It makes me feel good, but I can tell that you did off of your covers. Like the art is like you you can put anything else, but it looks moody. It looks it looks dark. It looks I mean I'm sure you're not, but it looks like you're lonely. <laughs> like <laughs> and, and that's what you're that's what you're thinking about. That's that's what you're crooning about, and it feels good. But my question is how did you throw baby girl in the middle of shit like that? It's so weird. I love it. But like everything is that, uh, that epitome of that dark house with like bright lyrics. It's so song, you know, so happy and all this in this dark ass album. Um, so baby girl is actually the only, so that's actually the only beat on the album that I produced myself. Really? Um, yeah. So, and uh, I was very, <laughs> So that I mean that that's a very small reason why I wanted it on the album because I was like I want to have at least uh, I want to have at least one song that I can say that I produced but um, I I loved it when I first when I first made it um, it's Ashley though she's the wonderful producer actually sent me a sample pack and it had that sample on it but it was pitched down into like F sharp minor so I put it up to E major and sped it up and it just like I am such a big lover of pop um to an insane degree i love i love pop when it's done right when it makes you feel good when it's just that perfect amount of camp and ear candy um it's very it's very easy for pop to be bad so that's That's a good way that's a good way to like say that i've never thought of like like camping candy just oh yeah yeah it's it's got that like bubblegum kind of feeling um and i I wanted it to be on the album because I thought that it was really important to show um, the characters dynamics. Like, yeah, like it, it, the, the, the whole theme of the album is about trying to um, trying to, you know, get away from the, the, um, 
what am I trying to say? Try, trying to get, trying to get away from the feelings of uh, selfishness. Um, but having a moment where I could really celebrate my Yourself. love life, celebrate my love life. And also it's a celebration of my femininity uh, because it's definitely the, one of the most um, feminine songs that I've ever put out. And I thought that that was really important because, um, because a lot of the album too is about um, me and Skyla's rela- relationship. I wanted to have a song on there that really highlighted how she made me feel, which what's really important is that like, she makes me feel, she makes me feel like a woman. Um, And as a, as a lesbian who kind of struggled a lot with identity and struggled a lot with, Oh, am I too, like, you know, I don't want to be too feminine, but you know, then people are calling me a tomboy, like all this shit. And so when I wrote that, it just, it, it, it really surprised me because it felt really honest, but in a way that I've never really been honest before. And so having that track on there, um, you know, I mean like, you know, in literally forgiveness, I said, you know, I'm trying to be more honest. And so it would, it would have been dishonest of myself to not showcase that side of me. What I imagine when you say it like that is, you know, yes, being a lesbian, but I feel, I feel like, okay, you know, they talk about, you know, guys being gay, you know, girls being lesbian, but you grow up, we do these things that are, you know, presented, you know, to be, you know, for whatever gender, all that sounds like is you wanted to be a pop star diva and you got that moment. And of course you get an album, of course I'm gonna sell this shit off. Like, yes. and, and, and of all, if anything, like getting out our dreams and, you know, being and doing who we want to be, that that makes to me now that makes it even more one of my favorite tracks. Like, Thank it, you. It, it's it's one of those moments where like you gotta respect it. And I say that as you know, I'm not a pop dude, you know per se, but you know I definitely I can like I said I I like how you said it. You know that perfect amount of camp and candy, you know just enough, and especially if it was a groove. I think that's why we like Justin Timberlake so much, right? But obviously he pulls a little more from R and B, you know some you know those riffs and whatnot, but there's a reason why we like those types of acts. Yeah, no, I mean, pop, I mean, pop just makes us feel good. And not, I mean, like pop and pop and R and B, I pop R and B and hip hop, I think are like the perfect trio to describe my sound. And those are like the three genres. And I, I think you could include blues in there too. So maybe make it four, but like, those are the genres that I'm always pulling from. Uh, when it comes to you know what I'm trying to do and also like pretty much every sound that's inspired me growing up came from those genres Um, and so it was important it was important for me to showcase that especially because like you know come five years from now uh, I expect to make a full transition into pop Um, but that also doesn't mean that I won't you know I'll have my I'll have my pop moment and then I'll put out an R&B album again and then I'll put out a blues album and then I'll put out a country album because I fucking can. Um, but the, and, and that, and that's what makes music so fun is that like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly surprising myself. And that is what we call versatile people. <laughs> Shout out Skylar. She was actually, uh, she was actually the main voice on that. I just, I just did the backing harmonies, but that low main that you hear, that's her. Really? Singing, not, yeah. That's her singing. Not me. Oh, so she's Skyler. Well, uh, I know we're on a time constraint right now, 
But, we can break it up, by the way, into two interviews if you and want. I, I, exactly. I, I literally just said it in my head. The next time will be a live performance with you and us at Charisma in L.A. because I'm moving out there and we're making this happen. But before wow. we go, tell the people where they can find you and tell them about your new single, Keep It Together. Oh, shoot. Um, well, so uh, a quick plug, if you like that Morgan Gold music, follow me at Morgan Gold Music. Um, Keep It Together was one of those songs that literally happened in one studio session. It was very quickly written. Um, it Actually, the first verse I had been sitting on for like two years for another beat that Skylar did called Comprehension. So that, that's where that bar comes in. No comprehension, it's just me and empty tension. Um, I just, it, it, it just, the idea never came to full fruition. I just kind of kept it in my notes. And then we started that beat. Um, and then we really had fun. We really had fun with the hook. And it's one of the, it's definitely one of the most uh, kind, I don't want to say, actually, I do want to say introspective. Um, just because there's a lot of songs that I write where it's about a particular moment or about a particular feeling. Um, but sometimes I worry that I'm not, I'm not sounding intelligent enough when I reflect on my life. And so that song was really proud for me because I'm literally telling you what's going on and I'm telling you and telling myself that I need to keep it together. Um, it's, it's a really, it's a really nice piece of poetry. I'm, I'm proud of that one. Hey, and I'm proud of you. And as us and the rest of your fans and the new fans to come, we are proud of you. And thank, thank you. you for wanting to, feel the courage and bravery enough to put yourself out there and present your feelings and your artistry to the world. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me on too. I really appreciate this. Man, thank you for being on. Again, that is Morgan Gold on all platforms. You can see us and reach us at the Charisma Collective on Instagram and any other social. You can find me at Jalil PR2X on Insta and you can see Yellow Buffalo with two L's on Twitter. And you can find the email everywhere else. But this has been the Charisma interview series with Morgan Gold. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, nah, if, if, if you're moving out to L.A., I will definitely come and visit. I, I've never actually gotten to make music in L.A. I've never gotten a network. So it's uh, it, it's been way long overdue. Well, guess what? I'm, I'm hitting the ground running, so best believe we're going to be there. We're going to set that up. All right. Cool, 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 man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Auf Wiedersehen. All right, all right.